Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank the praise team for leading us in to worship. We are embarking on the 18th sermon of this series. And the song selection, they, I know the Holy Spirit does this. They, they always confirm the sermon, the thought of the sermon, the absence of the sermon. And I thank God for the sensitivity that uh, Lynetta and Terry has as God drops into their spirit. Really, my sermons and songs to the media, to the ushers, to all who make this happen on Sunday morning. Thank you for your diligence. Let us begin. The scripture that we are dealing out, out of is Philippians 3, verses 7 and 8, and I will connect the rest of them later. Amen. Amen. It says, but whenever former things that I have might have been gained to me, the things that I depend on, the things I thought was going to fulfill me, the things that I thought was going to make my life my life, the things that I thought I was, the things that I leaned on to bring me significance, to bring me power, to give me worth, to give me value, I've come consider as one combined for God. He said, I let go of it. I've, I've had illumination that all the things that humanly we hold on to, Paul is saying, I was just like you all. He said, but one day, I saw Christ. And it changed the way I saw life altogether. So now, all those other things I thought would benefit me, that I thought was my identity, that I leaned on, that I thought made me important that I thought gave me relevance and I called it life, I now count it all right, lost for Christ's sake. He said, yes, therefore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege. Not that I work for it, not that I, not that I, not that I do anything for it, but it's a privilege. Yeah. The overwhelming preciousness, the, the passing worth, the supreme vi- advantage of knowing, experiencing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And now watch this. And, 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 and I am progressively becoming more deeply, intimately acquainted with him. 
of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly <laughs> for his sake to get to know him I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish refuge drags in order that I may gain Christ the anointed one yes, amen sir. that's it yeah. the thought that I have for you and, and it's in question form do we trust the heart and purpose of God towards and for us do we really trust him? Do we, not in some things, I mean, in everything. Father, even now, give clarity of thought, give words, Lord, give power. You speak through me. Lord, you bring it together. Lord, you make it clear. Father, even, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The question and where God is trying to meet all of us is to show us the idols in our lives. <laughs> idols are not just little statues and all of that, that, that primitive or third world countries. It's not worshiping the moon and the sky. Idols is anything that we put more faith in than we put in Christ. It's where we go to. It's what we depend on. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it has our signature that we say this is us, but Christ haven't said this is us. What we don't understand has happened is that when, when Adam and Eve, they was created to have authority over the earth, but when they disobeyed God and turned from God as being their source, the earth and the things of this world became their source. And instead of being rulers and authority, the things that they was opposed to rule over became their masters. Not, not just them, I'm talking about us. <laughs> Did you know that you can become a bondage to anything? Fear, doubt, attitudes, just, just you know, you know we, look, we look so cute and handsome, but, but if we was to plug up our mind to a monitor, and everybody can see where we really are. I 
just so glad that God keeps some things hidden. <laughs> that's grace. That's mercy. That's love. We can be in bondage and don't know we're in bondage. Truth of the matter is, you don't know you're in bondage till you've been set free. And then you look back at where you were and you say, Lord, I didn't know how messed up my thinking was. Paul is talking and, and, and he's talking about his, his, his desire to become somebody in his Jewish nation of Pharisees and, and the effort of his heart was really him trying to find himself. Trying to find meaning, trying to find significance, trying to find something that filled that God-shaped void on the inside. And even though he was chasing religion, it still was nothing. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2. It is Solomon who is writing this in his older age. And, and Solomon says to, he writes to us, he says, he says, vanity, vanity, vanity. He says, everything is vanity. And what he was saying is meaningless. <laughs> he said, without Christ being the center of our everything, everything that we put effort in is vanity, it's, it's fruitful, it's, 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 it's vapor, it's, it's, it's nothing, it's emptiness, it's falsity. He says it's, it's, it's a deception. I wonder today, have, have Christ so entered your life that in everything you see him? Have, have we recognized that God don't say no? He says, he says no to keep us out of bondage. That, that have you learned yet that doing things your own way just don't work? Oh, I didn't get too many claps there. You, you, you know why? Because, because what we don't understand is Satan will set you up now and pull the rug out from under you 20 years later. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I got, he's a patient devil. Sisters, God is trying to perfect us 
and, and in perfecting us, he has to break us from us. In order in molding us, because his objective, most of the time, we don't even understand what God's objective is. God's number one objective is to bring out of you the Christ he has placed in you. Not us faking Christ, but the Christ in us being released through our crack areas. Well, we're not faking that we love folks. We really love folks because we got the can't help it. <laughs> but for all of us, it takes the breaking. How can I say this? Let me, let me say it this way. When God, sometimes the fire we are in, the devil didn't place us there. God did. And what God is trying to do is get us to surrender. Everybody, I'm talking about church folks, I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about those who know the Lord. We, we can be so self-willed that God's not dealing with us no more. We can be so self-determined that God's not speaking to us no more. Eventually, God says, if you want it your way, have it your way. <laughs> Why? Because God will not for force us. He will apply pressure. He will make it hot. But if you and I are determined, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, let me go here, let me go ahead. We know when God's trying to break us, we just don't want to be broken. God, 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 God will put his finger on us and show us and deal with us. And what he's trying to do is prune us so he can bring more Christ up out of us. And watch this, and it's preparing you for another degree of blessing. It's preparing us for another level of seeing and knowing him. Paul says this, he says that, that what I saw, the vision that he set before me, is so much better than anything that I saw that I'm willing to go through anything to get that, to be that. Hebrews chapter one, he, 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 verse two, after we talk about the cloud of witnesses and that's not in heaven, what he's saying is you have read through the Bible folks who've been through and you saw the story, how God kept them, how God blessed them, how God lifted them. He said, not only that, you have seen people in your own life that's been through the storm, that's been through the fire, and you have seen the supernatural, the supernatural hand of God keep them. You have seen miracles. Oh, there's some folks in here that have seen miracles. Matter of fact, there's some folks in here who've been through miracles. It's not that we don't know. It's not that we haven't seen it. He has showed it. 
after anybody in here seen a miracle, then why don't you say, glory be to God? If there's anybody in here that's been a miracle, God has played a miracle in your life, you know that nobody has kept you, but God, give God some praise. It's not that he hasn't shown himself. He keeps showing himself over and over and over and over. At some point, at some point, God is, is want us to come to the place that we say, Lord, I trust you. Even when I don't understand. He says in Hebrews, he says, he says, he has set, he wants to run this race. Notice what's this? With endurance. The race that is set before. This set means I have shown you enough of what's in your future that that ought to keep you on the race. He said, if you're looking in the right, and, and we quit looking at everybody else. If we quit in other, other, other people's business. If we quit, what, what, what about them, Lord? No, it's not. Listen, your race is your race. <laughs> Each of us has a personal race that we got to run. And, and you can't look at your neighbor. You can't look at your sister, your brother. You can't look at your mama. You can't look at your dad. You, you, you got to run your race. And it's amazing that when you focus in, what God will show you what he has for you. God will give you a vision of, of what he has for you, what he want to do in you, that is greater than what you ever saw. God, God, God will show you where he's taking you. Now, he won't show you that you got to go through this wilderness, this valley, this fire, this trouble. But, but, but what he'll show you in your future will be, Lord, that's me. Lord, that's what you want to do with me? Lord, that's my purpose? Lord, that's my... Lord, that's me? And it would be something that you know you can't accomplish in yourself that it takes the power of God for you to reach that. And watch this, watch this. This is Paul saying. He said, when I saw that, it was beyond anything I was chasing already. He said, matter of fact, this is what he's saying. He said, I had to empty my hands of what I was holding on to. <laughs> my hands wasn't big enough to hold on to what I thought was important and to grab onto 
what Christ called me to. I found myself in a dilemma that, that I had to let go of something <laughs> in order to catch hold of something. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all don't hear me. He said, but, but when, I, when I took a good look at what Christ has for me, and I'm not just talking about heaven, I'm talking about down here. When I take a good look at the future God has for me, I'm willing to count it all done compared to what Christ has when he called you he called you with a purpose listen 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 God went to the end set everything up then moonwalk back to the beginning and said let there be you know what that tells me? Your race and my race is already finished. We are already victorious. We have already won. This is the thing. You, but you must have the faith to stay the course of what God has for you and be obedient to the very next thing he tells you to do. But preacher, what if I fall? Get back up! The righteous man keeps on falling, but this is it. Because of his faith, he gets back up. Is there anybody that has fallen? Get back up! Know yeah. what I love about God? He already knew you were gonna fall before you fell, but he saved you anyhow and said, already calculated that in my estimation. You're still victorious. You're still more than a conqueror. You're still my child. My fact, nothing you do can change his love for you. So as the Hebrews, he said, he says, he says, he says, that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Through the beating, through the cross, you know he was looking at? He, he's looking at the other side and all of us in heaven with him. He was seeing the outcome of his obedience. He was seeing you and I walking in victory because he won the victory for us. He was seeing the benefit, not so much for him, but for us and that we will be with him forever and ever and ever and ever. If God the Father worked with God the Son that way, and Jesus is our example, then won't he also set before us that 
where he wants us to, to do that. He wants us to be who we are in the process of becoming if we get out of our own way. Let me say this. It's time to quit blaming everybody and be honest with self. When we get honest with God, you will be amazed of what he showed you you are in a bad way. <laughs> but you will be awestruck of the plan and purpose he has for you that is beyond you. You know, the one thing and the only thing we have that makes a difference in the is our faith. Can, can I break faith real down, down real easy so we all can understand? Trusting God at his word. He says in 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter is writing and Peter is, is saying, he says, he said, we, we saw him, we saw his glory, we, we saw his majesty, we even heard the voice saying, this is my beloved son, who I am well pleased. And he's talking about when, when John and him and James was up on the Mount of Transfiguration, that's what he's talking about. Then he comes back and said, he said, but we, matter of fact, the, the King James said, not the new King James, says that we have a more sure word of promise. What he's saying is, is even after seeing all that, there's something even more than our experience that we have that we can trust. And he says, it's the word of God. Then he goes down to the end of the chapter and he says this. He said, these men did not write of their own interpretation or their own will. They were prophets and apostles of God who was moved by the Holy Ghost in their writing. And he's saying this. He said that, that, that we're going to be judged by the word. Yes, we're in Christ Jesus, but as a Christian, Christ is going to say, why didn't you believe my word? Amen. The summit says this. God says, I put my word above my name. You know why he says that? He says that. He said, because if I don't keep my promises, if I word, then I will cease being who I am. He said, matter of fact, I'm so good. I'm so righteous that I can't help but keep my word. He said, I'm not like you that got a choice about it. He said, I will not act outside of my nature. So if I said it, I'm definitely going to do it. And I expect you to have seen enough to trust me at my word. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What should be happening right now as I preach the word of God, there should be something in your spirit tingling. Because if you are saved, your Holy Spirit, it jives with the word of God. When there is an agreement 
with the word and your spirit and you make up your mind that you're going to trust God, something happens. It's the woman with the issue of blood. She made up her mind that what she heard about Jesus was true, that he had power to heal her. So all she said was, if I just touch the hill of his garment. I don't know how many times she said it, but she said it enough till her faith agreed with her will and her spirit jumped up, touched Jesus, and power was released. I, I want to know today, is there anybody that trusts my Jesus? Is there anybody today that's going to lay it on the line for him? Is there anybody today that knows he's good? Is there anybody today that says, yes, Jesus, yes, Lord, I trust you. I cry sometimes, I weep sometimes, but I believe you at your word. Our God does not lack power. Our God does not lack strength. He is sovereign in all of his ways. The problem is his children who's been created for him that he called by our names. We allow the world to dictate what we believe instead of believing God at his word. We'd rather go by what we see. We'd rather go by what we feel. We'd rather try to prove who we are instead of letting God show us who we are and let God exalt us. Let God, oh, oh, oh. If you ever get for real and trust God, God will be doing some things in your life that will blow your mind. My God is a miracle God. Oh, did you know God wants to show you off? He wants to show off that you would trust him when it gets hard. He wants to show you off that when nobody understands what you're doing, you're going to hold on to God. Did you know that the whole book of Job is about showing Job off. Showing him off to everyone around him. Showing him off to all the devils and the demons. And when God was pleased because Job kept the faith, God said, now I'm going to bless you. Now I'm going to double everything the devil took from you. Now, I showed you off in suffering. Let me show you off in blessing. Hold on, hold on. Jeremiah, come here. Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah, I want you to go down 
to the Potter house. I don't have a message for you. I just want you to watch. Jeremiah goes down to the Potter house and the Potter is walking his wheel and he got this piece of clay in his hands. The clay is messed up. The clay is murdered. The clay is broken. There's nothing good about the clay. It's not worth very much. It's been messed up and tore up and shut down and shut up and used and wounded and talked about. But you know, there's one thing about the clay. It's in the potter's hand. Oh, y'all don't hear me. It's in the potter's hand. Don't matter where you came from. Don't matter what you did. Don't matter your mess up. Don't matter what people say. Don't matter what happened to you. As long as you are in your father's Hey, is there anybody in the house that know that they know that they know that they know they're in the Father's hand and God's not finished yet. He's still molding you and shaping you and breaking you and holding you as long as you're in his hands. Everything is going to be you may not think I'm much. Other people may not think you much. But tell them, wait a minute now. I'm still, I'm still, through all I've been through, through all I've done, through all my mess ups, through all my sins, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still. I'm still in my father's hand. And as long as you're in your hands, God is shaping you and making you and blessing you and strengthening you and telling you that you are his own. I'm in his hands. I tell the devil, I'm in his hands. I tell my enemy, I'm in his hands. You need to open up your mouth and tell the devil, you can't have me. You can't destroy me. And when he says, why not? Tell him, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. There, my father's hand. Let him. He said, Israel, won't you let me do what I want to do? Why are you fighting me? 
Why are you resisting me? Why don't you trust my heart towards you? Then it comes back in Romans chapter 8 said, I gave my only begotten son for you. That's how much I love you. If I didn't hold him back and I poured my wrath on him that I should have poured out on you. If I love you that much, won't I take care of everything else concerning you? Why don't we trust him? Why are we fighting? He don't have to explain. He's God. But when we recognize how much he loves us, that's enough. That's enough. But someone in the house, maybe you need to talk about it. Maybe you have never truly trusted Jesus. You have never repented and given your life to him. Minister here will, will pray with you and minister to you and show you how. For those that are listening live, the 451-31 number, a minister will call you. But for you at home, I came back to the Lord in my bedroom after a war with Satan. And the Lord came, and the presence of the Lord came over me, and he said, choose. See, you want to talk about hard-headed? Y'all have no clue how hard-headed I was. It took an open manifestation to get me. And I said, Lord, I, I don't want to choose. And the Lord came back and said, choose. I said, Lord, I choose you. Choose Jesus. Because choosing Jesus is choosing life. And choosing him, you find who you really are. I will never regret the day that I let him in. My worst day with Jesus is better than my best day out there in the world. Accept Jesus. Ask the man, the Lord, I repent. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again. And if you do that and mean it from your heart, the Lord will come in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for having service. Lord, even now, Lord, teach us how to say yes. Teach us how to trust your heart towards us even when we don't understand. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way, because you love us. You are for us. Lord, you care for us. 
So Lord, we cast all our cares on you now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Give God some praise in the house.